Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon. And transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite. You are listening to Omega Man Radio Network. With Shannon Davis. Ice cast, just sit tight. Here we go. Hello. Praise the Lord, Brother Joseph. How you doing? Yeah, doing good, Brother Shannon. Good to hear your voice. Praise God. Thank you for standing by for me. Folks, I'm excited to welcome back my friend. Been speaking here a long time on Omega Man Radio. I'm talking about Pastor Joseph Cohen of New Hope in the Lord. And you may have seen him on his TV broadcast as well. We'll give you information on that later. Uh, Brother Joseph, welcome back, my friend. And uh, do you want to open us in prayer tonight? Well, why don't you do that, Brother Okay. Sean? Hey, it'd be an honor. Father Yehovah, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we thank you for this opportunity to come together around the world. Bless Brother Joseph as he brings your word today. Bless all those that have come out bringing God people from far and wide to tune into these programs, here on this program and his TV show. We ask this tonight, God. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ over Saul. 
Satan, we put you on notice. We bind you tonight and every demonic force coming against any of us. We rebuke you in Jesus Christ's name. We command you to take your hands off of the people tuning in. Father Yehovah, surround us with your warrior angels. Put a hedge of protection wall fire from Zechariah 2 and 5 around each one of us. Father God, let your will be done in Miracle Valley, Arizona, on earth as it is in heaven, and in each of our lives. Guide and direct us and bless Israel in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Um, the, the message I have today is um, one that's a, a challenging um, to people who are believers. Um, are you in it? Halfway? A quarter way? And um, if you are, you're going to get blown out of the waters by what God's going to allow the enemy to do uh, in this country and the world to get people to, to understand that they need Christ. And it's not going to be a bed of roses for Christians. Uh, the attack is going to be very wicked. Uh, although, on the other hand, those that are the remnant, God is going to bring forth strength, power, anointing, filling of the Holy Spirit that supersedes anything that you ever had uh, in your life because where sin abounds, grace abounds more. And um, if God didn't do it for us, the last church, then uh, he'd be a respecter of people because he did it for the church in the book of Acts, which wasn't the first church, uh, by the way. It was the first church was with Moses with 2.5 to 3 million people uh, leading um, uh, Egypt for the promised land. So uh, we're going to bring from um, the scripture, going to bring... Uh, Proverbs 24, verse 16. For a just man falls seven times and rises up again. Father God, thank you, Lord God, in Jehovah's name, Father God, for the word that is going to be brought forth. Father, may you bring it to the hearts of your people. Father, may you prepare them to receive the word, Father God. I bind the enemy, hand of the enemy, I come against Satan, the demons, and powers of darkness. The Lord rebuke you in Jesus' name. Just command you to loose all the hearts and the minds of the people of God in Jesus' name. The blood of Jesus against you. Father God, I thank you for the gift of teaching and preaching um, that you've given unto me. I thank you for the anointing, hallelujah, that will break further yoke, shackles, and bondages, Lord. God, we thank you that your word settled in heaven, Father, that your word is above your name. Your word will not return void, accomplish that which you would have. Heaven and earth will pass away, but your word will remain. Thank you, Lord God. Flat the grass withers, the flower fadeth away, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And we thank you, Father, your words are lamp into our feet, a light into our pathway. In Jesus' name, amen. The title of the message is Knocked Down but not knocked out. I'm going to talk about a, a Japanese soldier 
His name is Hiro Onoda. And his loyalty was one that was unshakable uh, to the motherland of Japan. Is your loyalty to Christ unshakable in the midst of whatever you're going through? Uh, if it is, then I question if you have picked up the cross, denied yourself to follow him. Because all believers should be what the Apostle Paul says. We're dead to self and alive to Christ. To be absent from the body is present with the Lord. That's our eternal destination. And there was only two men, two out of millions, over 20 years old that made it into the promised land because their attitude was like Heroa. They trusted God no matter what. They're the ones that got in the promised land along with all the other children that were under 20 years old that did not have the understanding of what was right and wrong as far as that went. And this man, he was an intelligence officer in the Japanese army. And he, he was called the holdout soldier. <laughs> Are you a holdout for Christ? He's the type of soldier God's looking for in his army. You know, uh, when you came to Christ, uh, what you did is, and I did, we enlisted in the army, the army of God. Jesus uh, is, uh, he's the captain of the host, is Jesus. And we're following in his footsteps. And there's no quitting uh, for those that are steadfast and immovable, those that are sold out to Christ. He sold out for you. Uh, I live in New York, and uh, on our cars we have two license plates in the front and the back. And the, the license plate for both, the frame for both of my license plates are, Jesus died for me, I live for him. And so uh, there are many that are going to fall away. Uh, scripture says that the love of many will wax cold, uh, especially as we get towards the coming of the uh, Antichrist, uh, who's going to weary down the saints. And uh, this is nothing new in the Bible, because in the book of Judges, uh, chapter 7, uh, what happens is is that um, God is going to uh, destroy uh, the enemy of Gideon. And um, actually, there's too many people. Uh, Gideon, had, uh, the, the enemy had 135,000 people. Uh, Gideon had 32,000. But this is what was said uh, to the Gideon um, by the Lord. Now, in verse 3 of chapter 7, Now, therefore, go to and proclaim to the ears of the people, saying, Whosoever is fearful and afraid, which is, means faint-hearted, let him return and depart early from Mount Gilead. There returned of the people 20 and 2,000, and there remained 
10,000. God's not given his church a spirit of fear. And who's the church? The people of God. But of power and of love and a sound mind. Perfect love casts out all fear, because fear had torment. Well, it ended up that there was only 300 men that Gideon used uh, to destroy 135,000 men, because God's the one that did it. And we have uh, over here in the in the book of Acts, um, there were uh, men that were fearful before the uh, back before the day of Pentecost. They were very very fearful, very very fearful. But on this, the day of Pentecost, when the fire of God came, it changed their whole life. And what happened is in the book of Acts, chapter five, we see. Uh, Two people that died because they lied to the Holy Spirit. They held back their money after they sold their house, and they didn't put all the money down at the apostles' feet, and both of them, uh, they lied, Ananias and Sapphira, and they lied uh, to, to God, and the, both of them died. Uh, and, and what happened was, uh, what happened is, is that after that happened, uh, fear came upon the church, and they, they saw the hand of God. And, and they did many works. The apostles, people were healed. Uh, Peter's shadow healed people. Uh, many people came to the Lord through that. People that were sick were brought out into the streets, put them on beds and couches, and the shadow of Peter healed them. Um, it was a phenomenal move of the Holy Ghost. The people were getting delivered from demons. And the high priest, of course, because there's always an enemy, uh, Satan, and uh, they were uh, outraged at what they were doing, the Sadducees, and, and they put the apostles in prison. And, and then what happened in verse 19, the angel of the Lord uh, by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, they didn't say, okay, go back home, you know, uh, you might go, you know, uh, because this way here you won't go back into prison again. You know, just stop. Go back to fishing. No, this is what they said. Verse 20, go stand and speak in the temple to the people all words of this life. And what's that all words of this life? About salvation. And when they heard that, that's exactly what they did. Went early in the morning and taught. And then the high priest, they came and they saw it. And, 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 and the the uh, prison guards were there. They were guarding them, but yet supernaturally God brought them out. And and what happened was that somebody came to the high priest and, and they told him, the ones that you put in prison, they're standing in the temple and teaching the people. And so what happened was is they brought them before them. Okay? And this is what they said in verse 28 of chapter 5. Saying, did we not straight? Didn't we? Did not we straightly command you that you should not teach in this name? And behold, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. They were speaking the word of God because that's what they were commissioned to do, in spite of. And Peter said. And the other apostles answered, we ought to obey God rather than men. When the world comes in and says you can't pray, you can't read your word, you can't uh, do this, you can't tell people about Jesus, that's the time 
when you come against authority. All other times, authority, okay, you obey the land of the law. You know, but when it comes to this, no. This is what we have to do. This is what we're called to do. And so what happened was, is what did they do right after that? Peter and, and the apostles, they got bold. Listen to what it says in verse 30. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you slew and hung on a tree. Wow. I mean, they just laid it out right where it is. And we have to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For we know that our labor is not in, in the Lord is not in vain. And so they said, we were the witness of this here. And then what happened was, is there was a, a bright man. He was a Pharisee and a Gamaliel. He was a doctor of the law. And what he did is, uh, he had good reputation among the people, but he was wise. And, and he said to, the, he said to uh, them, he said, listen, he said, there was a couple of men, okay, that, that people were following as though he was like the Messiah. And, and the men died, and, and, and both of those things just crashed. And he said to them, basically, in verse 38, I refrain, refrain from what you're doing to these men. Leave them alone, because if it's not from God, okay, it's going to come to naught. But if it's of God, you cannot overthrow it. Lest happily ye be found even to fight against God. There it is. Whoever's coming against you, they're fighting against God. They can't overthrow it because you are, in Revelation chapter 1, verse 6, it says you are a king and a priest unto God. You're not just part of the family of God. I'm not just part of the family of God. We're part of the royal family of God. And, 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 and so what happened is uh, they agreed what, what, what was said, uh, to them, and they they, they 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 did. But before they let them go, they beat them in verse forty. And again, they 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 commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus. And then he let them go. And this is what they said in verse forty-one. And I hope this is who you are. Because if you're not this way, okay, he died for you, okay? We need to die to self for him. In verse 41, it says, And they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. What? Worthy to suffer shame. So worthy that Peter said, I'm not worthy of being crucified straight up. Crucify me upside down. And so what did they do? Did they go back to their fishing business? No. In verse 42, and daily in the temple and in every house, they ceased not to teach and pre preach Jesus Christ. That's who God's looking for. He's looking for soldiers. He's looking for warriors. He's looking for people to let their light so shine that all will see Christ within them. This is who Hiro Onoda was. 
He was sent in 1944 to a remote Philippine island of Lubin on a secret mission. He did not emerge from the jungle until 1974. That's 30 years later. After the war was ended. Many attempts to find him. Others sent messages that Japan had been defeated. In his mind, it was a trick of the enemy. He would not surrender. You know, there's that song, I surrender all. I surrender all. All to Jesus. My blessed Savior, I surrender all. That's our surrender. You know, when, a, when an individual gets arrested, the cops say to him, first thing, put your hands up, surrender. Well, that's what God wants us to do. God wants us to surrender our will, our way, our emotions, ourself to him. Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. When Jesus, uh, he didn't want to go to the cross. He didn't want to get crucified. He knew the pain he was going to suffer. But at the at the uh, Garden of Gethsemane, he says, you know, Lord, if it's possible, you know, pass this cup. But not my will, but thy will be done. And, and so what happened here is um, for for us for us believers. The war is over, though the battle is fierce. He thought he was being tricked that the war is over. We're not tricked. The war is over. Jesus defeated the last enemy, death. Death was thy sting. Grave was thy victory. Okay? The, the cross ended the war. Eternal life is ours. But the battle rages on. The devil's not going to give up. The Lord says, I'll be with you always, even to the end of the age. Well, the enemy's saying the same thing. You know, your flesh is going to be there. You know, I'm going to be there. I'm going to fill your mind with doubt, fear, and unbelief. But your reaction has to be, but God. But God is able to do exceeding and abundantly above and beyond all we can ask or think according to the power that works within us. Your reaction should be, my eyes have not seen, my ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man those things that have prepared, God has prepared for them, but he's revealed unto them by this, us by the Spirit. It's building up our spirit, man, to trust God, with Proverbs 3, 5, and uh, uh, 6, with all our heart, lean not into our own understanding, all our ways acknowledge him, and he'll direct our path. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. We are living in Babylon, church. Okay, we are living in Babylon. Our home is in heaven. Our promised land, which the Jewish had, you know, land of milk and honey, uh, when they left Egypt to go to Canaan, our promised land is eternal life. Many, many Christians today are being persecuted, are being tortured, are being are in jail, are in slave labor camps around the world because of one name, the name of Jesus. And they would not turn from their religion when they came to Christ. And God give them strength. God give them great, great, great grace to just be steadfast 
and to let their light so shine in the midst of what they're going through. People that are in prison and out of prison in India, women are being stripped naked and having their hair shaved and walking down the street. Uh, with the COVID, uh, Christians were the last people to have taken any type of medicine or any help. If something happens to a Christian, what happens? The police, they come very, very late and sometimes they don't even come at all. Churches are being burned down. Pastors are being killed. All for the glory of God. They do not give an inch to the enemy. As a matter of fact, they're probably just doing like what Stephen did when he was getting stoned to death. When they, they gnashed on him, they stomped on him. He looked up in heaven, and he saw the Lord, and he saw Jesus, uh, heaven open up, and the glory of God, and he saw the right hand of the Father. Jesus was off his seat, standing up, and when he proclaimed that, they went crazy. And as he was being this, uh, a, a martyred saint, okay, he said, Lord, lay not the sin charge against them, and died. And that was a witness to the Apostle Paul, who was standing next to him and had his cloak. And that was a witness for him about what this man of God, Stephen, did. Died so the Apostle Paul could see that that's the kind of life it could be, and it ended up that way for him. And when the Apostle Paul was told, don't go to Jerusalem because they're going to bound you in chains, he said, not only am I willing to be bound in chains, but I'm willing to even die for Christ. Revelation chapter twelve eleven. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and they loved not their life even unto death. That's what could happen in America. Yes. Because the way this country is, the, the these people that are in leadership in this country, uh, they do not like God, they do not like Jesus, they do not like born-again Christians. They don't care about religious people. But you're stepping on their territory because they want it to be a godless society. You could just look at what they're doing in the school system, but that's another message for another time. Our enemy wants us to give up and surrender. But our will needs to be not will, not my will, Lord, but your will. Just give me strength. Your grace is sufficient. So this is what happened with him. He was faithful to obey the orders. See, this is what his orders were. You are absolutely forbidden to die by your own hands. You couldn't commit your suicide. And Japanese were famous for that, too. It may take three years, it may take five, but whatever happens, we will come back for you. As long as you have one soldier, you continue to lead him. As long as there's one person alive here on earth, you continue to share the love and the light of Jesus. You might have to live on coconuts. If, if that's the case, live on them. Under no circumstances are you to give up your life, no circumstance, voluntarily. He was told to carry out his duties until his commanding officer returned. We're supposed to carry out our duties until the rapture takes place. 
Others in his command have surrendered or died. But Onoda remains steadfast, living off the land and evading capture for nearly three decades, keeping his uniform repaired and his rifle polished daily. Struggle to the end was his motto. You know, when the, when the children of Israel were trapped, and God set the trap for them by the Red Sea, they, he put them by there to see how their hearts were. And uh, they, oh, their hearts were good as long as the enemy wasn't coming against them. As long as they had water, as long as they had food, uh, they had, uh, uh, as long as they had uh, that, they were okay. But once they didn't have it, they were horrible. And what happened was is that they, they looked at the enemy. They saw the situation. They saw the, 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 the 600 chariots coming. Josephus, the historian of the day, said not only were there 600 chariots, but there was also, he said, there was 200,000 footmen and 50,000 horsemen. And so what did they do? They, they were looking at their situation. They were looking at the problem. And once they looked at the problem and saw that, they had panic, they had fear. And what did they say to Moses? You brought us out here to, to, to kill us out into the desert. Didn't we tell you it's better off for us to be in Egypt? We had food there. We had places to live. We had places to be buried. But you brought us out here. Moses didn't even pay any attention to them. He didn't even look at the problem. But he looked to the promise of God. He, he, he reflected, I think, probably back to Exodus chapter 3, verse 2. Exodus chapter 3, verse 2, he was called by God. And what happened was there was a, a, a bush that was on fire. And he didn't look at the bush until he, it wasn't consumed. Then he looked at the bush and God spoke. He didn't even know it was God. He said, Moses, Moses. And Moses didn't say, God, I'm here, Lord, who are you? What, like, like, uh, like Saul said, Paul, he said, uh, here I am. And what happened was is that our gods are consuming fire. And what happened is he told them what he was going to do. So he told them, you are the one that's going to bring the children of Israel out of Egypt into, well, you're going to lead them to the promised land. He didn't know he wasn't going to bring them in. So here it is, Moses knew his God. He knew what God said, and he just told them. He said, he, he, he told them, he said, the battle's not yours, it's the Lord's. He just told them, today the Egyptians that you see, you'll see no more. He told them, fear not. He said, just stand still and see the salvation of your God. And that's what God's calling his church to do. It's going to get worse. Things are going to get worse in this country, in your, whatever country you live in. But even in your own life, things might get worse. Financially, physically, family-wise, work-wise, whatever. But just stand still and see the salvation of your God. Don't be moved by what you see, what you hear. Moses wasn't. And, and what happened was, what did God tell Moses? He said, just tell the people to go forward. He wasn't going to open up the Red Sea, the Lord, through Moses until they went forward to the Red Sea. We walk by faith and not by sight. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Have faith and doubt not. 
Thy faith has made thee whole. When the Son of Man comes to earth, will he find faith? This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. It's impossible. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For you, he, he that cometh to God must believe that he is and rewarded of them that diligently seek him. So God's there by the, by the cloud by day and the fire by night. And what did the Lord do? He moved, the, it says, the angel of the Lord, who was by, in front of the cloud, which is Jesus, the incarnated Jesus, he moved behind him. The cloud moved behind him. And the f pillar of fire was there to guide them at night. It was darkness to the enemy, uh, Egyptians, but it was light to the Jews. And what happened is, once they started to move, God sent a wind. What happened is Moses put out the rod, God sent an eastern wind and blew the Red the Sea, opened up 10 miles, 10 miles, and they went in it. And when they went through it, the Egyptians followed because they were in darkness. They couldn't see. And what happened was is that then they, oh, my God, they recognized it, that the God was, Moses put out the rod and it was closing, and it was exactly what the Lord said. It was exactly what uh, the Lord told Moses. And what Moses said, that today the Egyptians, you will see no more. You will see them no more. We have to understand what God is telling his people. The battle's not yours, it's the Lord. Just do what God says. And so what happened is he wrote of his commissioning with integrity. He wrote it all down. And, and, and he included in this his sincerity, his loyalty, and his devotion to duty. What can withstand all hardship and ultimately turn hardships and self into victory? His orders were to keep his eyes open and exert every effort to carry out his orders. Every day he said in a solemn oath, I will give my all. All to Jesus I surrender. I surrender all. Most of the troops he commanded were not like him. Are you like the, uh, the born-again believer uh, that the Bible says God's looking for? They bragged of their willingness to die for the cause. Are you willing to die for the cause of Christ? if it has to happen. But their unceasing desire to satisfy their immediate cravings distracted them from their immediate duties. Here they are, they're in battle, but their mind's not in battle. They're, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. Are we having our mind on the world and the Lord? We're we having our mind totally on the Lord. That's what Jesus wants us to be. It says in Hebrews 12, 2, looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy, listen to this, who for the joy endured the cross. What? For me, having joy is to have something that makes you feel good, 
happy um, situations for other people made him feel good to go to the cross, despising the shame. That's what he did. He despised the shame. Looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy endured the cross, despising the shame, right? And and what happened is he's seated at the right hand of the Father. That's what God wants us to be. He wants us to get our inner man built up so that if they come to us and they say to us, Jesus or your life, you're going to say, my life. Not giving up Jesus. Take me. I'm not giving up Jesus. And so these these men were distracted. Don't you be distracted. Again, we're in a battle, but the war is over. Thirty years he didn't grow weary because he kept his mind on carrying out his orders. We will not grow weary if we are fit like him to carry out the Great Commission given by our commander. And it's in, you know, Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen to 20. And you know that about going out to all the world and preach the gospel, going out and make disciples of them. In 1974, he was coaxed, uh, coaxed out of the jungle by a young Japanese adventure and told the war has ended. He declared that he had not received proof. He refused to surrender himself and his weapons until he until his commanding officer returned as promised. The Japanese military located the retired commander and sent him to the island to officially relieve Onoda of his duties. When face to face Oneda saluted his commanding officer, removed his backpack, unloaded his rifle, and laid it on the ground. His war was now over. Wearing his 30-year-old army uniform and cap, he held up his well-preserved sword and surrendered it to the authorities. President Marcos was so impressed that he parted him from his war crime. The battle in his mind was, unless he saw his commanding officer, the war was still on. The enemy wants those thoughts to permeate our mind. The war is still on, no. Jesus ended the war, as I said before, of sin and death 2,000 years ago. His blood won the war for us. Hallelujah. Let him fight your battles without and within. In a physical war, it's taxing and stressful, lonely, miles away from home. The conditions are never favorable in a foreign land. If a soldier, and we are in a foreign land, church, if a soldier focuses on the problem at home while in battle, their enemy will have the upper hand because the mind isn't fully alert. Soldiers will think about their families and what's going on when they're not in battle. They are trained to be focused completely on the task at hand in battle. This morning in boot camp, men and women woke up 
continuing their training of focusing on the tactics of their enemy and how to protect themselves if they have to go into battle. When one goes uh, to boot camp, they are nowhere near where they live. So when they have a leave, they won't hang out with friends back home. It's no different with our battle. It's taxing and long until death. Stressful a lot of times. Far away from home, which is heaven. Like a natural war, there are many casualties which Satan brings on. At the start of boot camp, salvation, one has no clue how much stripping away the Holy Spirit wants to do in one's life in order for one to be a good soldier. In boot camp, especially in the Marines, they might have an idea, but until they do those hundred push-ups and run around the track five miles and do all the running and all the type of uh, of uh, hard, hard, hard training. They have no idea what it takes to be a Marine. And many don't make it. But only the ones that are determined in their mind and heart, no matter what, to do it. They become the soldiers that God is looking for. The Holy Spirit wants to do that in one's life. And that's how it is to be a good soldier. One can only have that happen if the Holy Spirit is given permission to, to do that. No other way can it happen. A good soldier knows his weapon. This is what it says in Scripture about our weapon. Hallelujah. Let me get it here. It's in Second. Uh, Second Corinthians, chapter ten, verse four, and this is what it says: For our weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Spiritual armor, spiritual weapons, spiritual warfare. Our victory has already been won, but the battle rages on. We have to have we have to have a spiritual mind which will bring spiritual sanity and obedience to Christ. Yes, the just man falls down seven times but gets up. Why? Because the war has already been won and our eternity is at hand and God wants Many, 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 many people to come to be part of the family of God. 
and you're the only eyes God has, you're the only hand God has, you're only the heart God has, you're the only feet God has to bring that to happen. Because once you die, and once I die, absent from the body, present with the Lord, we're no good for God. We're soldiers for the Lord right here on earth. We don't, there's no retiring in the kingdom of God. No retiring. God wants us to know our strength. And our strength is not in in us. You know, that's what the world says. It said, you know, uh, be, you know, uh, uh, you know, be strong and lift weights and get muscles and, and and go and and do things that make you strong and it's not it's not at all bad at all to to work out and good okay and to get muscles and to go on a diet and to walk that's all good but it's not about it's about strength about you doing it no no it's not about us doing it. It's about us doing our part and let God doing his part. Psalm 144, verse 1. Blessed be the Lord my strength. God wants us to know our enemy. Let me say something to you. Most of the time, Satan's not really uh, bothering with you and me. Uh, unless you're big, big, high up in the kingdom of God. Now, he'll come against us. Yes, he'll come against all Christians, and he comes against those that are in leadership. But the biggest enemy that we have is when we look in the mirror. The flesh, the world, and then the devil. Friend of the world is an enemy of God, James 4.4. And that's what this flesh wants to do. This flesh can't stand God. This flesh wants to run wild and do its own thing. Okay? And that's why we have to be crucified with Christ. That's why we have to pick up the cross daily. That's why we have to submit ourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. That's why we have to cast all our cares upon him. Corey cares for us. We need to trust our commanding officer, who is the Lord. We need to be obedient to that commanding officer, like the natural man is, to his commanding officer in the army. We need to be focused at the task at hand. And basically, the focus at the task at hand is for you and me to share the gospel of Jesus Christ so that people will escape a vicious, horrible, horrible place called hell and even worse than that, the lake of fire. And he doesn't want his children to be what it says in uh, Ephesians uh, uh chapter, I think I believe it's chapter 4, uh, where it says, um, verse uh, thir- 13, 
till we all come in the unity and faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto perfect man, unto measure of statue of fullness of Christ. That's what he wants because we have apostles and prophets and evangelists and teachers to perfect the saints to do that, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about every wind and doctrine by the slay of men and cunning craftiness for which they lie to, uh, and wait to deceive. We're out there to get saved, to get the right doctrine of salvation uh, and the way it is into our lives and so that we can go and be a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't, don't fear. Believers know that the, we win. The battle's not ours, it's the Lord. And one day, we'll be with the Lord, where there'll be no pain, there'll be no sickness, there'll be no disease, there'll be no heartache, there'll be nothing but being in utopia. Until that time, we need to occupy, walk in love, walk in forgiveness, and watch the hand of God move on us, to us, and through us for his glory and his honor and his praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. We are knocked down, but, hallelujah, we are not knocked out. Amen. Uh, here in just a few moments, we're going to take communion. Brother uh, Joseph Cohen is speaking tonight. And Brother Joseph, I want to pause here for a song, and we're going to be right back, okay? So stand by. Okay. Folks, get your communion ready if you'd like to join us. And we're going to take it here after this song. Great message tonight from Pastor Joseph Cohen. NewHopeInTheLord.com Okay, I'm going to the song now. Here we go.
right, everybody, we're back. That was Jerry McKinney at the Hammond B3 organ. Brother Joseph, what a powerful message tonight. Praise God for you. What would you like to title this for the archive? Hello okay, there. Okay, Brother Shannon. Oh, yeah, right. Brother Shannon, let me, let, yeah, let me get the... Uh, Praise the Lord. Let me get the title here. We're back on... Okay. Oh, I got it. Knocked down, uh, yeah, but... knocked down. Not knocked but, out. But not knocked out, yeah. Okay, we got it. Brother Joseph, uh, also... Tell people how they can make contact with your ministry and support your work. Well, praise God. Yes, they can. you can go to um, um, my youth. Well, you can go to, uh, well, first of all, you know, uh, go, go to um, my, if you want to, uh, I'd like you to see Brother Shannon's, uh, hear Brother Shannon's testimony. If you haven't heard it, uh, go, go to my YouTube channel. Uh, what you do is um, just go to YouTube, uh, you know, and put in, you know, Shannon Davis and put a forward slash new hope in the Lord. And um, you'll know, hear his testimony, powerful testimony um, of a man that um, is, uh, well, it, it, it fits right into the message that I preached. And um, and if you just subscribe, I appreciate that too. Uh, also, I uh, have a um, um, a website, uh, newhopeinthelord.com. dot com. Have a lot of good things on there. You could uh, check it out. Um, and and uh, to support our ministry, you know, we thank God for those that have supported us in the past. Um, you, you, you go to PayPal. Or you could just put uh, PayPal dot me forward slash Cohen. C O H E N seven twenty seven or Zell uh, by Zell Rev dot Joseph at AOL dot com or if you're li- living in America and you'd like to support our ministry um, send a check you can send it to New Hope um, PO Box four one eight V A L H A L L A New York Praise God. Folks, please share this program with everybody you can. And um, Brother Joseph, are you ready to take communion? Yes, I am, Brother Shannon. Praise God. It's uh, uh, always a blessing to take communion. Uh, We thank the Lord. Um, It's uh, involved with the broken body and the shed blood of Jesus Christ. I I believe, I totally believe, 100%. I have no doubt that God moves and when we take communion, that um, God works uh, signs, wonders, and miracles. Uh, Many people have been healed um, uh, of of sicknesses, diseases, uh, had miracles happen, uh, people getting saved, financial blessings, uh, um, just a lot of things happening for people honoring taking communion. Now, we don't take communion to get from God, but God honors us to honor Him. He says, do this in remembrance of me. Uh, I, I suggest, uh, I believe, taking communion builds up your immune system, too. Yes. Uh, especially we're coming down the pike in the wintertime with what Satan's going to try to throw, throw with sicknesses and stuff uh, at believers. Um, you know, that, um, you know, uh, Jesus, um, he, he um, opened up the eyes of the two men on the road to Emmaus. When they were in his house, or they were, Jesus was in their house, and Jesus was just starting to take communion. He took bread, he broke it, and their eyes were opened up to who Jesus was. 
Jesus talked to them on the road to Emmaus. Um, uh, walking down, they had no clue who he was. Jesus even uh, brought scripture to them. They had no clue who he was. They even said, didn't you know about this man? Uh, everybody in Jerusalem said, oh, don't you know that we thought that? And they were believers, too. They were weak-minded believers. Uh, he's not there. That His body's not there. We thought he was the Messiah. You know, and um, and, and so when, once they once they got communion in the house, they, they, they went to look for Jesus. He disappeared, and they said, "Geez, didn't our hearts burn uh, when he 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 gave us the scriptures on the road on the road to Emmaus?" In other words, that they they burned and they heard the scripture because they had communion. So what we do here. And uh, uh, what I do is uh, when we're taking the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ three times, we say, Hail to my King Jesus in honor uh, of, the tr- of the Trinity, uh, the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. And they say, Once hail, hail to uh, our King Jesus for believers worldwide who are taking it. Baruch Blessed art thou, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who commands us to eat fruit from the vine. Thank you, Lord God, for your broken body, Lord God, Father that we, Father God, shed at Calvary, so our bodies could be whole, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we thank you for that, Lord. Thank you, Father God, that healing is the children's bread, Lord God. By your stripes we were healed, are healed, and will be healed. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord God. God, we just uh, believe as we take communion, if there's anything wrong in our bodies that we don't even know of, Lord God, that the resurrected power of Christ will touch our bodies and bring healing, Father, in Jesus' name. Let's partake with the broken body of the Lord Jesus Christ for his glory. Hallelujah. Blessed art thou, O Lord, our God, King of the universe, who commands us to drink fruit from the vine. Hail to my King Jesus. Hail to my King Jesus. Hail to my King Jesus. Hail to our King Jesus. Thank you, Lord. There's power in your blood, healing in your blood, deliverance in your blood, faith in your blood, hope in your blood, peace in your blood, joy in your blood, love in your blood, mercy in your blood, great grace in your blood. What can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make us whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes us white as snow. We thank you for white as snow, Father God, because of your blood. Thank you, Father God, you threw our sins into the sea of forgetfulness. You remember them no more. As far as the east is from the west, Lord God, so our sins forgiven. Thank you, Father God, that you took, Lord God, the blackboard that was filled of sin. Father God, you took it and you erased it, Lord God, with an eraser, which is your broken body and your shed blood. We give you the praise, glory, and the honor, Father. We thank you for strengthening our inner man, Lord God. Thank you, Father God, and Jesus, now for giving us great grace, grace, great, great, great grace to continue to fight the good fight of faith by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's partake with the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ for his glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. You know, I um, thought of something the other day, Brother Joseph. My vaccine is the blood of Jesus Christ and the Word of God. Injected, 
inject it daily through communion and reading God's and, word that's beautiful brother Shannon thank you <laughs> that's that's beautiful share that okay amen praise the Lord brother Joseph thank you for coming on today again uh, people would like to support your ministry they can do that through your website newhopeinthelord.com yep yeah, yeah, they can just if they, if they just want to go to the website uh, and then uh, un, there's a underneath you know besides that what I said they can just go to where it says um, um, uh, uh, letter like a newsletter you know under newsletter or letter and then under on the bottom of the newsletter it says where to go to you know just on the bottom of the newsletter you know it might say letter on there or a newsletter, and then they just go there, and on the bottom it just gives, you know, PayPal, and also it just gives, the you know, um, uh, Zelle. Fantastic. My friend, we love and appreciate you. It was a great word today. Thank you for coming Thanks, on, brother. and we'll see you again okay. real soon. Okay. God bless, brother. God bless you. That was Joseph Cohen. Did you all enjoy today's programs? We did four shows. Praise the Lord, we had Brother Gregory Ellis. We had Gary Stafford with Philip Capuccio. We had John Terrell, and that was Joseph Cohen. Sorry I was only able to do one show yesterday. I'm going to make it up and get those gentlemen rescheduled. Okay, we got one more day to go. Tomorrow's Friday. And uh, I want to thank all of you for tuning in. If you want to reach me, best way to do it is my website. Anything you need Omega Man related, go there. You'll find it. And if not, email me, omegamanradio.com. Father God, in Jesus Christ's name, we thank you. This is the day that you have made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. We'll take our stand for you in these last days and occupy, occupy till you come. Bless everybody that came out tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Love and appreciate you, friends. God bless you. Thank you.
Thank <laughs> you.